All right, do I get to kick it off this time? Yes, indeed. Hello, and welcome to the Winner Winner Podcast. I am your host, Robin. And I'm your host, Arjuna. We're bringing you more Player Unknown's Battlegrounds information this week, as always. Yeah, yeah. So we just had a big patch update, and so we're going to cover that at some point here. But uh, before that, we're going to cover some just current events, uh, what's new, and then get kind of deep into the difference between the types of scopes in the game, especially between how they used to be and how they are now and kind of how to use each of them. And um, there's a lot of nitty gritty there. And I think that'll cover the overview. Um, Do you want to jump into current events? Yeah, I just want to say we have a very packed episode here. There's going to be a lot of information, so strap yourself in and get prepared for a metric shit ton of learning. There's, there's going to be a shit ton. Yeah, it's it's been, yeah, be prepared to be overwhelmed. We were overwhelmed yeah. homeworking it, so. Totally, yeah. I mean, this is going to be like an imperial assload of yeah. information. Get your index cards out, people. Just line them up you want them to be color-coded you want your highlighters okay so the first things first um we we didn't talk about this last week because it was kind of kind of stealthily i thought dropped um but the xbox spring roadmap has been released and so last episode we talked about the uh, 2018 roadmap which is kind of confusingly not really specified for pc or xbox so we don't actually know but mm-hmm. my guess is that all of that stuff's coming to the pc and and hopefully most if not all of it's coming to the xbox soon but um in the meantime we've got th- some very concrete details about the xbox development for the xbox spring roadmap so um that's what we're going to talk about right now and you know this is this has been as eagerly awaited on the xbox as the overall 2018 development roadmap was for the pc side of things so just relief that they released this for the community so for for the first big thing to know about this is that they're switching to longer two to three week cycles in between patches and there's a couple of reasons for this. I think that Xbox players got used to weekly patches, and that was really cool in the sense that they were getting their patches more regularly. However, they um, weren't getting as much time to quality test them, and so patches were introducing new bugs, and that was kind of frustrating. So I actually think it's overall it's good that they're doing this longer cycle. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that Microsoft has a stricter like patch review policy. Like mm-hmm. every patch for a Microsoft, you know, like an Xbox game has to go through their review. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think, I don't really think Steam does that. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But I doubt it. It's yeah. like the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of the Wild West on the PC. Developers just push their updates and who knows what's going to happen. But Microsoft regulates it. So this will probably give them a bit of extra time to get their stuff checked. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, hopefully it doesn't just become the more waiting for the same amount of update, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, aside from that, it looks like they have some performance optimizations, which aren't worth getting into. Um, well, let, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, so they're, they're going through a similar optimization pro- process that happened on the PC. So they have here, they're optimi- optimizing uh, game characters and their movements, optimizing the number of particle effects that are spawned by vehicles and grenades, optimizing object collision complexity. I don't, that's a very vague 
term there. I don't know what that means. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's getting optimized. Uh, And they're also, they're balancing the game work across all CPU cores to reduce streaming hitches when moving. So that that sounds like they're they're really working on maximizing the rendering power of the Xbox, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, glad that they're focusing on that. With the UI optimizations, it looks like they're um, improving the HDR and safe zone options. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit vague, but it it's just seems like they want to make it more responsive mm-hmm. and a higher quality experience. Don't we all want that? <laughs> we sure do, man. I think this this new, uh, this you know, over the next spring roadmap, they're going to be actually changing your Xbox One into an Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. So in a few months, you're just going to have a better console. I'm, just gonna, I'm going to use that phrasing at my next uh, employee review, you know, <laughs> with my boss. Just like, I feel like I've been delivering a better quality experience <laughs> these last six months. See how, see what they think of that. Yeah, yeah. See how that goes. Yeah. Over. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a good catchphrase. It looks like they're going to be um, providing additional preset configurations for the controller. Uh, and it says they're also going to be exposing a wider set of aiming options. So uh, providing players more freedom to create a controller experience that feels satisfying and empowering. So again, that's a little vague. It's hard to it's kind of piece to, you know, this is a higher quality controller experience they're promising here. Was that more satisfying and empowering? Yeah, I th- I think it was. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I I feel boss. I just think I've been delivering an experience that has been overall more satisfying and empowering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much from yeah, this document dude. on PR. This this update's gonna get you a raise, yeah. man. <laughs> it's gonna get you multiple raises. Yeah, um, I, I wonder if they're going to introduce a, like a C. They have like option A and option B for the controller. And the main thing that it changes mm-hmm. is uh, what you have to do to aim, like ADS. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I wonder if they're going to continue to refine that with a, with a third option or if they're just going to give you more control over the first two. You know, I'm surprised they didn't mention that those new controller options actually work synergistically. Synergistics that they yes. put forward. They they create a collaborative environment for increased <laughs> outcomes. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, uh, console controller options are going to get better. They're also uh, implementing improvements to game matchmaking. So, and it says here for spe- specifically for duo and squad modes. So, um, you know, I'm guessing this is just kind of more yeah. MMA or something like that. So they're, they're just kind of improving that implementation. They are also trying to streamline reporting. And it, this is just for cheating. So uh, they're probably just going to be trying to catch the Xbox up to the PC level of cheating reporting. And unsporting behavior, which I wonder if mouse and keyboard is going to be one of the options they include there. Mm. Like mm. like you report a player because you think they were using a mouse and keyboard against you. <laughs> Are you not supposed to do that? <laughs> we're going to get into that a little later. Okay. There's actually been a... I, I made a poll, so we'll, we can discuss that. Uh, but it's a pretty, dare I say, controversial topic. Ooh. So, yeah, just things like, you know, team killing. Um, you know, I don't... I, I haven't myself run into any hacking yet on the Xbox. 
maybe I have run into it and I just assumed that I sucked. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing updates to vehicle penetration, um, which is, again is kind of similar to the what they talked about in the PC roadmap. So our current model can be viewed as a vehicle's body having a life bar that must be reduced before the driver can be damaged. When our update is released, players that are skillful with their shots can pierce vehicle doors and panels, damaging enemy players and ensuring that threat is constant even for those behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So so again, yeah, this is um, similar to what they're implementing for the PC. They're just going to be working on making it so that uh, you can actually shoot people through through the car. And then let's see, game highlights. So they're going to be integrating a game highlights functionality on Xbox. I'm curious how this is going to be different from their current like DVR thing. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be like the shadow play, like uh, kill capture that they have on the PC. Mm-hmm. So, so for those of you who haven't seen this, it's kind of like um, on NVIDIA graphics cards, you have the software which will actually kind of watch you playing. And if it sees you kill someone, it'll automatically record the kill. So it's kind of a way of the software trying to track the the most exciting parts of your game and then record them for you so i wonder if they're going to be doing something like that Mm -hmm. i'm curious about that they're also going to be introducing achievements on the xbox and yeah we're we're going to be talking about that a little bit as well they've just rolled out the achievements on the pc so that that's some fun business we'll get into um yeah yeah looking forward to that now sound they say they're going to continue improvements to audio quality and directional sound so Let's see that they do, Blue Hole. They're also adding in-game player customization options, emotes, and more. So they want to offer a wide range of options for you to customize your character in style. So um, yeah, just like a lot of these are so vague that it's kind of hard to like dig into them. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that the emotes will be similar to the ones on the PC. Yeah, I wish I wish they'd like just given us a little more to work with here. I feel I feel a little bit bored reading this. <laughs> exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's just it's not that I don't care about the Xbox version. I just kind of I feel like the other roadmap they released had all these pictures and it had all this exciting crap in it, and mm-hmm. this feels a little ho hum to me. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it is for a shorter time span. It, it so, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It actually kind of sounds like they're going to be working to catch the Xbox up. To where the pc is right now but yeah i don't know i i wonder if you guys felt the same way xbox players reading this i wonder if it was a little bit of a letdown um i'd be curious to hear about that so okay for me the the two most exciting things in this are at the bottom so they're gonna be making a test server version available on the xbox now which is really awesome um, so for, for those of you on the Xbox who aren't really aware of how the test server has functioned on the PC, it's just been a great way to actually play the newer version of the game that the developers are working on. And on the PC, it's been a really fun way to spice things up a little bit. Like there'll be some, some new features pushed to the test server and you'll get to just try them out. And I think it's really helped to keep PC players engaged so they don't have to wait the full amount yeah, of time. It's really nice. Yeah. 
So if you're not excited about this, I hope that you check it out and and get excited about it. The caveat with the test server is that there's things to iron out usually still. And so uh, usually there's a little bit more lag sometimes and it's just not as well optimized. Yeah. Uh, It can be a little buggy, but that's what makes the game fun, right? If they get rid of all the bugs in this game, I don't know. It's just the bloopers won't be nearly as fun. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Fix the vehicles completely. Just not as many exploding motorcycles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the last thing is probably the biggest announcement here is that Miramar is coming to Xbox early spring. Ooh. So, by my estimation, that means within a month. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, when that happens, that'll be a good opportunity yeah. for all of our Xbox listeners to go back and listen to our Miramar highlights. Yeah, finally, you guys get to uh, play PUBG's worst map yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. However, you get to play with PUBG's best revolver yet, so <laughs> it all balances True. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Xbox Spring Roadmap. Again, I, I wish it was a little snazzier, but definitely just... I'm, I'm glad that they're keeping that focus on the xbox it is reassuring to see this all right so now you want to jump in the patch notes that they just released for the xbox yes okay yep yep let's do it so it's labeled as a hot fix um so it must have been some problems well yeah they fixed the biggest one which was that um teammates could revive another teammate by just starting the revival process whoa yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was that was a major bug and i've actually i've had so you can like start it and cancel and then like go shoot people yeah you start going. it and then you just get up and walk away and oh, it keeps yes. going that's the best i've had this used on me multiple times on the xbox and mm. it's uh it's a game breaker for sure mm-hmm. so i mean everyone everyone can do it and hopefully everyone knew about it so kind of leveled the playing field but they anyway mm. they fixed it now so mm-hmm. that's good Okay, it looks like they fixed some repeating sounds from footsteps or when reloading the Car 98 revolver or shotgun, which is something we used to get on the PC, too. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fixed issue where B and Y buttons remained active in gameplay while in the map view. So this sucked because um, the B key is the key that you use to get out of a vehicle. <laughs> so there were a lot of people just like you know oh, no. it's, it's kind of like the um like press the... f to honk thing on the pc no. you know? yeah so yeah people were just jumping to their deaths while looking at the map that sucks it was a bummer yeah oh man so that's a good fix yeah fixed issue where the parachute cable would not disappear following a landing in water okay. <laughs> which i i never saw this myself but it seems so like all of the wires coming out of your backpack to the parachute would remain. <laughs> just stay <laughs> so like You'd have you, like you just tree growing out of you and people could see you from like two miles away <laughs> yeah I, it would be great if they could shoot you in the cables and it would hurt you oh no <laughs> Now, this or if last you couldn't one, like walk into houses because they were like hit, co- hit colliding. Would, yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have to cut yourself away. You every could time only you loot picnic tables. <laughs> 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 so this last one sounds purgatorial. It says fix the issue where the player could not cut the parachute cable when becoming stuck during no. landing. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is a total side note, but I was landing last night, and that terrible thing happened where I hit the corner of the top of a building and got like hung up yeah 
And instead of smashing F or holding forward, I held back. And holding back, like, reduced the friction of my player on the building and actually allowed me to slide down the, the side. Wow, so you didn't get caught. Yeah. It, like, it, it still, like, it released my parachute when I was about 15 feet above the ground, but it would have dropped me at 30 feet had I not mm. held back. Mm-hmm. So try that out. It yeah, for me. total game changer, man. Mm-hmm. That's great. This patch has introduced a known issue, which is pressing the B button while in the settings menu will cause the player to exit the plane. So that's just something to be aware of. You mm. might you might oh jump early God. if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of this jumping early business happening here. So there we go. So that's Xbox patch number 10. Now we'll move right along to PC patch number 7. Mm-hmm. So this has hit the main server on the PC, and it's actually brought with it uh, quite a lot of stuff. Um, it, it was actually a pretty big patch, and and size-wise, it was the biggest download patch that we've had since 1.0. So, Robin, do you want to just take us quickly through some of these points? Yeah, as quickly as we can. Yeah. Uh, first of all, client optimizations. Um, a important one is they're reducing the input lag, yeah. um, which is huge. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I'm assuming like input would be any any button or mouse movement or anything that mm-hmm. you do, and so mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if I mean obviously that has to get to the server, mm-hmm. and so there's there's kind of a cycle there from input to it processing on your client and then it processing on the server. So I'm not sure which part of that cycle they yeah. improved, but um, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully the server side one. Yeah, optimizations. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> There's about five of them. Yeah. Um, for the client, oh, well, there we go. That that uh, real-time response was for client. And then server optimization, just network performance, some vehicle physics stuff. Ooh, this is fun. In the world, they mm. made holes in the ceiling and floor of some high buildings in, Era, in uh, Miramar mm. so that you can move between the floors more easily. So that's nice. That kind of reminds yeah. me of some Rainbow Six stuff going on there mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah these are in the apartments um mm-hmm. i yeah i don't know i never really felt like they needed them but i guess you could get choked on the stairs so mm-hmm. i'm trying that's to think cool. of because there's some apartments that have dead floors mm, that's right right yeah so yeah that would that's where it'd be nice to have but you then you'd be going to these floors that don't have anything on them probably yeah so, these I'm not lost sure. floors yeah malkovich floors mm-hmm. yeah um ui ux they redesigned the nine vehicle status icons to work better with 4K if you're running 4K resolution. Uh, replace the red ox- X red cross icon on a red tire. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> with a red tire icon for a broken tire. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, now here's yeah here's where we get to the juicy stuff. Yeah. So they've added their first achievements for the game, and uh, this is exciting for me. Uh, unfortunately, they have not yet implemented the winner winner podcast achievement of uh, crossbow headshotting a person backflipping on a motorcycle, but I have faith that it will come. Yeah. Yeah. So most of these are pretty obvious. It's like get X number of kills with like Y class weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's different kind of tiers of that. There's getting chicken dinners, um, obvious things like that. There's a couple that kind of stick out that are more fun. Um, the first one that stuck out to me was the pacifist achievement, which is reach the top 10 without killing anyone. Mm, so, yeah. which happens, you know, kind of accidentally often enough. Yeah. Um, not super often, but it happens. 
Mm-hmm. And then there were some toward the bottom here too. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, one of the more weird ones is called You Complete Me. And it's um, you have to put on the clothes of a dead player. So this is just, yeah, this is just kind of a little morbid, morbid joke. Um, it's kind of like the, the Arya Stark challenge, mm-hmm. which is actually a lot harder, which is where every time you kill a person, you have to drop everything you have, including your clothes, and pick up everything that person had. Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the easy version of that challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even notice this one before. Equip a suppressed weapon in every weapon slot. Yeah. So that that's called Ghost. I have already achieved that one. Have you? So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I put that. I got that suppressed sawed-off shotgun. It was mm-hmm. great. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, suppressed. <laughs> it was a joke. Okay. Um, um, there's one called "Don't Pan Me, Bro." I'm not sure. <laughs> is that a reference? Is that a thing? "Don't Pan Me, Bro." Um, it's it's a reference to "Don't Tase Me, Bro." Oh. Oh. There was a guy, there was like a protester who, um, no. yeah, like security guards like dragged him to the floor and he was like, don't tase me, bro. And then they tased him and he was like, no. <laughs> so anyway, you can, you can look that video That's up terrible. online. It happened during, I think it happened during the Obama administration or yeah. maybe, maybe the Bush administration. Damn. Anyway. All right. Don't pan me, bro. It's good to pan yeah. kill. Yeah. Um, kill 10 players by hitting them with a vehicle is one called mm-hmm. fast and furious you complete me is the one that you mentioned or Juno, where yeah. you were in the clothes of a dead person um yeah there's a fun one here cruising with the enemy get into a vehicle where an enemy player is already in it um mm-hmm. i have actually done this one too uh and we had a, a user we had a listener on our subreddit post a really amusing video about like an impromptu friendship they made playing solos Mm-hmm. where they like they teamed for a period of time with another player and mm-hmm. then they just split up so <laughs> i liked it. it it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my heart mm-hmm. okay so there's there's 37 achievements in all you can go to the patch notes and check those out if you want to see all of them and they also added an emote system which yeah. i like every streamer is definitely taking advantage of right <laughs> now where you know it's just be gratuitous guys just yeah it is any excuse you it. have clap your hands or do it i'm sure there's like a dancey one i think there's 12 you just hold on the uh, pc you hold the tilde key and then you can select one with the mouse or with the number pad Mm -hmm. or the numbers at the top of the keyboard so that's cool i haven't even used them yet but neither have i i I feel very unemotional about the emote system Mm -hmm. i'm i'm all business man you know it's like I'll I'll feel my emotes when I die, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. This one, there's one here I don't understand. It says added material for crops, rubber, cloth, yeah, paper, and cactus. I d- I Did you get that? I don't get that either. Okay, and I think I-, I think maybe it's like if you if you attack a bush, it'll like emit leaves or something. Wow, like effects. Yeah, we'll something call that like an effect. that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And I know further down it says added sound for those things as well right so. right right yeah all right here's one thing they fixed the blue blood uh being more visible so this is on the pc uh you can actually change the region setting uh because some nations don't allow you to have red blood in your video games mm-hmm. but for a while it was giving people a bit of an advantage because you could see it more clearly so they adjusted that mm-hmm. which is 
good balancing. All right. They changed the gun scope view to be more realistic. Mm-hmm. And they have three sub points to this one. Um, one is expanded the field of view through the scope, which so is. So they made the scope bigger. They, yep. They, yeah. The viewable area inside the scope takes up a larger area of the screen. Um, and then added a parallax effect when moving weapons fast. I haven't observed this yet. Mm. Um, it. It yeah, it weirded me out the first time what I saw it. What does it look like? It's basically like the edge of the scope is more bendy than the middle of the scope, so it's it's like a fish bowling that happens at the edge of the scope. Weird. And you're you're just not used to it yet. So when okay. you see it, it really throws you so off. So when you're scoping, you turn quickly. Yeah, when you're quickly. moving. Okay. Yeah, you see it at the edges. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They Looks- added color, uh, vignetting which is darker edges, kind of like a darky, darker, kind of cloudy, um, fady edge. Chromatic aberration, uh, which is color difference caused by light refraction. That's interesting. I think of it differently in photography, but, mm-hmm. um, and distortion effect on the edge of scopes. So the old scopes did have, they didn't really have a distortion effect, but they did have um, vignetting actually pretty strongly. And it was it was just kind of, poorly done Mm. it had a very uh it it was graduated but it had a very um sharp threshold so it would just suddenly start this kind of like vignetting blur thing and and it there was a crisp line between where the vignetting would begin and uh the normal view of the scope so it definitely Mm. improved that should we cover kind of the the overall differences between the old scopes and the new ones real fast um, now or should we cover that later? Yeah, so let's cover it now. Okay, so first of all, the 2X, um, much, much better now. Yeah. It's, this, the circle just looks more clean and crisp in the middle. And the most important thing is the viewing area is much larger. Mm. And so the, the body of the scope and the area that that takes up on the screen looks to be about the same as it was before. But the, there's a lot less... Um, I'm going to call it like the inner body that touches the viewing area of the scope is much smaller. And so you have just a much bigger circle of view inside that scope. Um, I did a little bit of quick measuring and Photoshop and found that it was on the image size. um, The radius is 36 times longer for the new scope. And if we extrapolate 36 times i'm sorry 36 percent okay yep. i was gonna say <laughs> dramatic recalculation of the two times scope and so if we calculate the area of that then it's 86 percent more area that you can see so yeah that's substantial we're almost doubling Mm-hmm. Um, the viewing area of the 2x mm-hmm. which is cool because in the past when you used the 2x it was like a large portion of your screen was just taken up by like black like a fat black circle mm-hmm. and it was just really useless like it, it yeah and so I'm, I'm really glad that they've made this change mm-hmm. yeah uh, for the 8x it was a little bit harder to quantify the differences uh, because the viewing is just so different. And so for these, we'll post in our Discord an image um, of the differences between the 8 and 15, but we'll just quick describe them here as well. Where the 8X before, the edges of the body of the scope would actually extend beyond the the screen. 
And so your whole view would, was occupied by the scope and you could see a little bit beyond the edges of the scope around the corners, but it wasn't a useful viewing area. And the sides of the scope would, would extend beyond the borders of the screen. And so you couldn't see anything off to the right or left of the scope. For the new view, you have, I'd say about 20% of the width on each side is open to see on the side. So if there's someone running outside the view of the scope and beyond the body, you'd be able to see them, especially on the left. On the right, your, your view is obscured a little bit by a knob on the scope. And a similar viewing area increase. Um, it's, it's actually, when you, when you compare the two images of the old and the new, the viewing area is really similar, but it's much more crisp. The old one had a really strong vignette and kind of blurring, and only the middle, kind of very center of the scope is actually really clear and useful, whereas on the new one, the whole uh, light area of the scope on the inside that isn't part of the body is, is usable. Mm. Um, one other thing people have noticed is when you zoom in with the 8x and for the 15x as well, um, you see when your eye is approaching the scope, you don't have an instant full view through it. And what it looks like is the, the inner part of the scope appears black. And then uh, a circle of viewability kind of opens up and the black subsides, like kind of like a crescent shape off to the, the I think it's the lower right corner, or maybe it's the upper left. But either way, um, Foglet was, he was using the term like loading, like it looks like a black like loading um, area. So it looks like the scope is like loading in. Mm. And it's just simulating, you know, the way that optics actually work. If you ever look through binoculars or a magnified scope like this, when you're, if your eye's not perfectly lined up with the center of the scope, then you're just going to see black. And if it's nearing the middle of the scope, you're going to see that black area subside and you're going to get the full, the full view. And most scopes are really usually pr pretty particular, at least the cheap ones I've used, where your eye has to be right in the middle and at just the right distance to get a full um, light up, lit up view, um, where you're seeing, um, everything you can through the scope. And so I thought that was kind of cool that they added it. it makes it a little bit more realistic because that's how mm. scopes work. So, yeah, it also, you could view it slightly as a, like a punishment for using the higher power scopes. Mm -hmm. It's just a way of ever so slightly nerfing them. Mm -hmm. Um, I just you know, so you have a bit of a downside, which I like. Right. So yeah, and and we're gonna be talk we're gonna be going deep on scopes this episode, so we'll we'll talk more about that in a little while. Mm -hmm. um, um, real quick, just the quick visual differences for the 15x old and new. You there is no viewing around the corners of the 15x and the old view. The if you look through the 15x, your whole view is obscured by just black around the sides, and then you have this like blurry. Um, vignetted view in the middle which is it's really quite cruddy when you look at it compared to the the new one um, very blurry around the edges and it has kind of like the middle 50% or so is, is clear um, the new one has roughly the same um, good viewing area but it has a very clearly defined edge to it and you can see the edges of the scope the body of it and you can see huge knobs off to the right and left that obscure most of your view to the right and left of it but if people are running in just the right spots to the right and left you'd be able to see them moving there so yeah cool there you go now tell what is vignetting robin it's just like if let's say um you have 
it's like you have a black borders around an image mm. or around the screen mm. and it's when that black effect or an edge fades into being transparent and, ah okay yep and, got it yeah so you can usually if i think even instagram and things like that allow um a vignetting effect usually and so you apply it and sometimes it'll be circular sometimes it'll be ovular um but yeah hmm. okay right on well cool um the the rest of this update is just like a an ass load of bug fixes that we won't go into but i did want to note that they have added a flag on <laughs> to this game which at the moment is only available in custom games Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. And what this flag on does is it actually has the ability to call in an airdrop. That is so cool. Yeah, which is just, we've never seen this in the game before. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to see that. I hope they put it out in the normal game. Me too. Um, it's fun to think about how that would play out because whenever someone shoots it, it's going to be visible. The flare, right. of exactly. course, will be. And then you have the attention of the airdrop coming. And the parachutes are different on this one. Instead mm -hmm. of just having one parachute above the crate, it has three that mm -hmm. are out at uh, kind of like equilateral triangle would be distributed. Yeah. Um, and uh, the crate looks different too. It's a different color. Yeah, it's really also a different crate. So mm -hmm. it, it can contain two weapons. They say LMG plus sniper, AR plus sniper, or AR plus AR. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has a suppressor as well. Mm -hmm. And we've heard that the flare gun has been spawning in the same spots, so it's mm. not even randomly spawned. It's mm. been spawning in specific locations. We don't know what those are yet, but if you watch videos with people um, playing with the flare gun, you could probably deduce pretty quickly um, yeah. roughly where this would be at. And so, yeah, that yeah. looks really fun to play with. Yeah, it just adds a whole new tactical element to the game, which mm -hmm. I'm excited about. Hopefully we get to play with it this weekend if we do some custom games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We've we've had an invite. Um, we'll hopefully be able to tell you more about that after we've gone through it. But mm -hmm. we've, we've had a nice, after we mentioned custom games before, we've had a nice influx of invitations and information from our users. So thank you guys for that, really appreciate that so yeah okay that that is the pc patch and just glad that they're moving forward with that now before we move on to our main topic i just wanted to visit a subject which came up for me this past week and which i know is a hot topic on the xbox so i just wanted to actually have a, an official discussion about it on this show so and that is the issue of people using mouse and keyboard on the Xbox. Mm. So I feel like every every Xbox player listening to this is like immediately, you know, shaking their head or kind of going into whatever their particular emotional response so routine is. I, I, I know nothing about this. Are people, they think it's an unfair advantage if people use mouse and keyboard or what's going on? So, okay. So here's the deal is that the Xbox doesn't, it doesn't really natively support mouse and keyboard yet. Mm -hmm. And they've made some strides to support it. So it's kind of like supported-ish at the moment. Mm -hmm. But you still, like, there's no way that your average user can just walk up to an Xbox and plug in a keyboard That's and mouse. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, can't, you can plug in a keyboard and, like, type messages and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. But um, yeah, so so as it stands, you can't you can't do it with a vanilla Xbox. However, mm -hmm. 
there have been a number of dongles and adapters that allow you to plug in your own mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it, it lets you yeah map functions to your mouse and keyboard. And then it's it's not like a perfect implementation because the games are not developed around it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not quite like just being on your PC and using your mouse and keyboard. You know, people have spent hundreds or thousands of hours developing their game specifically to be used with that setup, right? Wow. So it's not quite the same, but it, the the end result is that people through spending an amount of money can kind of upgrade that console to allow this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so it, it's kind of brought up this dichotomy between people who play with the mouse and keyboard and people who play with the controller. And clearly, I think everyone has settled the notion that the people playing on a controller just can't compete with people playing on a mouse and keyboard in a game like PUBG. Um, and it's just because it's... Uh, in first-person shooters in general, but especially in PUBG, mm-hmm. like pixel-perfect aim is very, very important. Yeah, and you can just achieve that so much more quickly with a mouse than you can with the analog stick. Unless you're like me, you have potato hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do with you, Robin? Yeah. Um, Edward, potato hands. Yeah. There. But um, so it's so yeah so so um. There are a number of different opinions about this in the Xbox community, and what I decided to do was take a poll and see how people felt. So I created this poll, and I have four options here. So we have using a mouse and keyboard on Xbox is dot, dot, dot. And then the four options are (laughs) cheating is number one. Not for me, but okay if others do it is number two. Cool, and I want it for myself is number three. And then I'm already doing it. Mm-hmm. is number four. Mm-hmm. And the findings are pretty pretty substantial here. Tell us. Tell us. Okay. So the number of people who thought it was cheating was 71.5%. Holy shit. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, my God. We had 131 votes <laughs> f- for, for cheating. So that's like between two thirds and three quarters of all people who looked at this just thought that's bullshit, mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing it. Then um, the next category, not for me, but okay if others do it, was about 14% with 26 votes. So those people are just chill on it. Mm-hmm. And then we have 11.5% for cool and I want it for myself. So mm-hmm. just people who haven't invested in it yet or or they just think it's okay. And then we had almost 3% of people already doing it. <laughs> that so, doesn't surprise me. I, yeah. don't, I don't see a lot of... I mean, that's part of the like fun of an Xbox is you like put it, set it up in front of a couch and you, yeah. you lounge on the couch and you play with your controller in your lap or whatever. Right. So... So, yeah, there's a lot of people um, who say that argument. They say, you know, I like that the Xbox is just a more casual gaming environment for a game like PUBG. Hmm. And they just enjoy that pacing of the game. And they're not interested in having a PC-like experience. They want an Xbox-like experience. Mm. So, Hmm. and I think that that's more than reasonable. Um, 
However, it's kind of like, uh, and I'll also say that um, for some people, they talk about an economic argument as well. Like, it shouldn't be a pay-to-play kind of a thing. You know, you yeah. you shouldn't have to feel forced to shell out for like a mouse and keyboard adapter just to be competitive, right? Mm. However. This this argument's interesting to me because, you know, people all the time will invest in a much larger TV or they'll buy a nicer headset or they'll buy an Xbox Elite controller, which gives you an advantage. There are, there are many really? different What's things. What's the Elite controller? So the Elite controller has like extra bumpers on it. Uh, is it Xbox official or is it? Like, yeah, there okay. are like okay. Microsoft sanctioned Elite controllers, right? Okay. So, um, so there are already a multitude of ways that you can spend more money to get a bigger advantage in the game. However, some people feel that the advantage from the mouse and keyboard is so great that it's like in a, in a class of its own. Wow. So that's, that's a part of it. I guess because it, it has such a big effect on aiming, which is such an important part of this game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huh. I can see that. Um, I guess especially since it's not available to everybody. I mean, everyone has mice and keyboards typically, but if you need to download software and do a lot of setup, things that take time and money, then I could see that, how that would bother people. And they, they want to like, it is kind of magical to have the, at least a magical thought. I'm not sure how real it is, but the idea of the Xbox being this platform where everyone's kind of on a level playing field right. in terms of hardware. right. Uh, that's true for the console itself, of course. I, I've never heard of any part of it being able to be upgraded except for the hard drive, which doesn't affect the performance of the game typically. Mm. And so, although yeah. a caveat to that is that there is the availability of the Xbox One, the One S, and the One X. So, do those perform differently? They do. Ooh. They absolutely do. Yeah. So again, it's a bit of a money thing. Yeah. You know. All right. Forget it, guys. You're not on a level playing field, okay? <laughs> Life is not fair. Uh, well, okay, so to further complicate the issue, um, the writing's kind of on the wall for Microsoft to have, like, officially sanctioned mouse and keyboard support for the console. Mm-hmm. And so when this happens, it's just going to be a fact of life that people, more, more people on average are going to have this hardware because mm-hmm. it's going to be easier to set up, it's going to be a little bit cheaper, and some games might even just focus on support for those controllers. Wow. I wonder, it's interesting, just kind of a tangent, but when you use an Xbox like a computer, meaning your interfaces, your mouse and keyboard are the same as you would use for a keyboard or for a computer, I'm wondering how much that's going to push the Xbox as a platform into just general computing because um, there's already a lot of things available on the Xbox that would that people use their computers for, like Netflix, and I, I'm not sure about browsing, but I'm just kind of curious how that might affect the way they see the OS. But well, anyway. and so there was there was like a somewhat recent move of the of Microsoft towards like implementing Windows 10 architecture on the Xbox. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I am very curious as to what the Xbox platform is going to look in five years from now or something yeah. like that. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, but things are changing mm-hmm. is kind of the bottom line with this. And so, um, I, you know, I feel like 
maybe it's just because I'm a PC gamer, but I have always assumed that yeah, it wasn't a level playing field and that if I wanted to be really competitive on any given game, I would have to make the investments to get me there. So like for an example of this is uh, if I got really into a racing game and I wanted to like play it at a high level, I would just have to invest in buying the steering wheel and the pedals. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's not great. You know, I don't, I acknowledge that it's not really cool that like some people can afford that and some people can't, Mm -hmm. but I, I just feel like that is the ideal controller for that game. And so, you know, I, in a, in a way I feel like the logic applies here too. Or like not every PC comes with a controller. So if you want to play platformers at a high level, or if you want to play fighting games at a high level on the PC, you're going to have to, or like Rocket League, right? You're going to have to invest in a controller. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not really level playing field on the PC either. Never mind, like some people have graphics cards that cost more than your entire computer. Okay. So... Anyway, uh, another something that people talk about is is having segregated servers depending on whether you're playing with a controller or a mouse and keyboard. Hmm. I do like this idea because I think that it solves the problem. Um, it just you just let people choose. Like mm-hmm. I want to play on a controller server, and I right. don't want to have to worry that I'm going to be mismatched. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. I haven't seen... This game in particular doesn't have a lot of server filters. <laughs> no, um, it doesn't. Like we've seen in Battlefield, where there's just like a whole page of filters you can apply. Um, and there's a lot of servers. You, you can like ma- go in and manually browse all of the available servers. You can't really do that in PUBG. Um, but if that was added, then that's a definite possibility. Right now, the ability to browse servers is pretty limited. Mm. Um, or to to choose right in this game, so we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense, though. Yeah, that's that's an overview of the issue, and of course, mm-hmm. it's a big issue, and we're not going to solve it tonight. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there and express some of the opinions that people had around it. And I have to say, I was a little bit surprised. Maybe it's just because I play on the PC and mouse and keyboard is just part of my reality. Well, and also, I think we have to take it with a grain of salt because the people who replied to the survey are probably the people who care the most. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yep. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's not lose sight of our main topic today. Yes, indeed. This is, I'm stoked about this scope topic, Robin. Mm-hmm. This is such a big part of this game, and I feel like it doesn't get as much airtime as yeah, it deserves. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised we've overlooked it up until this mm, point. Me too. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll chuckle at my pun. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I managed to overlook your pun just there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's more that come to me. So, do you want to talk about the little itty-bitty guys first? Yeah, let's do this. We're we're basically going to take it from small to large, like most things in life happen to be. And so, what that means is we're going to start with hollows and red dots. And I've been asked this question before, like, when are you guys going to talk about this on the show? So, here we are. We're going to talk about it. So, just right from the hip, Robin, which one do you prefer? Red dot. Yeah, so I have also preferred Red Dot like for just about all of my PUBG career, and I feel like streamers, just about everyone that I see playing this game who I respect, 
anyway, seems to use the red dot. Now, I'm fully aware that that could just be in the little bubble in which I exist, red dots are more preferred. But my general impression was that the red dot was just kind of better. And when I researched it, I f- I'm not so sure now. So, mm. so right. let's start with the basics. They both give you uh, th- there's no zoom on either of these, and they both give you a uh, aim down sight bonus. So basically, they allow you to get your gun up and ready to fire down the sight twenty percent faster. Mm, okay. Which is a good thing to know. It's not just that it makes it easier to like sight your target correctly; like it actually makes it faster to do. I didn't so. know that. That's yeah, good. which is which is good to know. Mm-hmm. So they both have the same one, and they also and you know ADS in this game it just basically allows you to shoot accurately, and it's the only mode that gives you any amount of accuracy in this game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So these are really important. It's it's just critical to have a hollow or a red dot in your arsenal. Yeah. So, um, the I think the reason why most people have preferred the red dot historically is that it clutters your screen a lot less. Right. Yeah. The body of the scope is tiny. It's right. Like- just a line basically a black a thick black line around the scope yeah it's it's a very thin little silhouette mm-hmm. and it's got that little red dot right in the middle of it and that's it it's mm-hmm. it's the simplest scope in the game um one of the nice things about the red dots which is unique is that it's the only scope that you can put on pistols so mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing to that's that's kind of one advantage to having a red dot though i'm hoping they let us scope that the new magnum on miramar um, I don't, I've never heard any talk of that, but it's something some games would allow putting like a two or a four X on a, on oh, a gun like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, yep. that would be juicy. Yep. Yeah, I would love that. It would improve that gun for me for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, okay, now let's talk about the holographic site. The holographic site is... Oh, one more thing. Yeah. The red dot and hollow, if you hold shift, you do get that zoom boost as That's well. That's true. That's um, true. You which do. you don't get for the other scopes. So. Right. Right, mm-hmm. which is cool. And you also get that with a naked ADS, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing to know. If you didn't know, when you're on the PC, you can hold down shift when you're ADSing and it zooms in a little bit. So um, the hollow sight is is a little more interesting. It has a little dot right in the middle, and then it has a surrounding circle with like some little lines on it. And... It's a bit more of a, it's like a more of a bullseye style target. And mm-hmm. at first I, I, you know, I didn't prefer it over the red dot, but when I read about it and when I thought about it, it started to make sense that it is actually a more accurate sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main reasons for that is that the little, the little actual dot that you pinpoint your shot with is smaller and crisper than mm-hmm. the red dot. That's not, that is something I've noticed, and it's I have a still slightly prefer the red dot, but that is a nice thing to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a I and I have been frustrated with the red dot before when people are far enough away, it can be really hard to get that red dot to line up properly. Right. I mean, if if they're far enough away, I think even a hundred meters, the red dot basically covers their whole head. <laughs> exactly. And so it's kind of nice in a way. You just line the red dot over their head, but yeah. further than that, 
then it's pretty hard to tell. Um, totally. Whereas the hollow would wouldn't obscure them quite so much. Exactly. Now, however, I've heard some people say that the hollow is actually better for close quarters combat. And the reason they give for that is that the added circle around the the little dot is like a second point of reference for your brain when lining up your shots. Mm. And so even if you're not processing it consciously, it's a little bit like um, the fact that your reticle is bigger on a shotgun than it is on a pistol. Right. And that little extra can just give it gives part of your brain a little bit more to work with when you're yeah, sighting that people. makes sense mm-hmm. just aligning the shapes is easier right exactly mm-hmm. so i after reading about it it actually makes me want to try the hollow again and start to roll yeah. with it a little bit more love. and and the interesting thing about it is it, it's really demonstrated my bias to me and, and how easily I'm influenced by other people. Mm. Because if I just quickly think back anecdotally on my experience in the game, I would actually be a little ashamed to admit that I think that my aim is better overall with the hollow sight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't roll with it ever if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I definitely only have a slight bias toward the red dot. Um recently i I had a stronger one before um because of the large body making it hard to see things but yeah yeah on a on a purely superficial note it can be really hard for me to put the hollow on certain guns because the size mismatch is so ridiculous like if you've ever put a hollow sight on a groza it's just about the ugliest thing you'll ever see in this <laughs> the game. The Groza is so ugly. <laughs> in, a, in a good way, like, it's funny because it's like, to me, not, since I love the gun, yeah. it's like ugly in this, like, it has character yeah. kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, that sloppy pug dog yeah. that you love, right? That, yep. So, yeah, and I have to say, man, that's enough to kill it for me right there. the aesthetics you know i don't want to admit that that's the case but that's the case yeah on the sks it's hard as well i think it looks sexy on a scar yes yeah on a scar or an m4 it's right at home Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. all right so let's jump into the 2x so the first thing that is interesting about this is it's not a full 2x zoom it's a 1.8 x we got shafted. Wrong. Yeah, but what's interesting about it, and I've I've heard some very reputable uh, YouTubers mention this, is that when you hold your breath on a red dot or hollow, it actually is the same zoom level as the two X. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, that's so, interesting to know. You can make your own people. Yep. So the the it, it so it makes it kind of a toss up. Um, I think a lot of people would forego the two X before um, because it was just kind of hard to use. Um, and you could get the same zoom with the red dot or the hollow. Mm. Uh, that's probably not the case anymore. I def- I think that the 2X was worth picking up before um, mm. because I don't like having to, to shift um, and move slow and all of that with the red dot and hollow to get that zoom. Um, but it always makes sense to shift and hold your breath when you can just to get that extra accuracy bonus. That and, goes um, for all the scopes. Yep, all of them. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think in crouching too is just a general mm-hmm. if you if you can afford to, mm-hmm. or um, even proning. Prone, crouch, hold your breath, land the shot. <laughs> um, 
So it looks like I already went into the sizing advantages of the new one here. This, I feel like this is the one of the most unpopular scopes. And I wanted to ask, when do you, like, when would you hang on to a two times scope if you had both mm. like a red dot and a far X or an eight X? Why would you hang on to it? I, mm, if I'm running low on room, I won't. Mm -hmm. If I have, this happened to me the other day where I was just like finding tons of four X's and I had a two X and I just ditched the two X. Yeah. Um, Cause it wasn't worth the space, but yeah, that's, that's about, I do like, I like the two X is a kind of well-rounded scope that I can equip all the time, or at least I used to, it used to be my default, um, optical, but I actually have started favoring the red dot or hollow. Um, as my mm -hmm. full-time mm -hmm. optics and then mm -hmm. once I need long range I'll throw a scope on it yeah so for an AR for example um, if right. it's a sniper I'll just keep a scope on it all the time but I think that's been the same for me mm -hmm. is that I think when I was less confident in my aiming in this game I liked the 2x because it just it just felt a bit more scopey to me I felt like mm -hmm. I could find my targets a little better and a little more easily but as I've become more comfortable with the game I have been preferring your regular old hollow or red dot mm -hmm. one thing I will say is that the two the 2x feels really good to me on the m16 Mm. and mm. it's hard to say exactly why that is but i think that that pairing is really useful i agree i, yeah. I don't i can't quite put my finger on it either but it does it feels really good i think part of it is that with the m16 you're more likely to have it on single fire mode anyway mm -hmm. and i think the situations in which you're going to be single firing are typically more of your mid-range encounters mm -hmm. so like if you if you're doing full auto and especially close range full auto you don't want that two times scope. right yeah it, it really it introduces a lot of extra challenge mm -hmm. so anyway that's that's a nice little yeah. dynamite combo Just that's try a it good out. point for full auto in general mm -hmm. um it's pretty damn hard to do with the scope i've tried it with the lmg at long range and yeah it's it's hard it's, it's just brutal. better to just do iron sights yeah, yeah just tap it you know yeah even rapid fire tapping's a lot easier mm -hmm. yeah all right so moving on to the four times acog scope now this scope is like it's kind of like the how do i want to call it it's like the town bicycle scope of PUBG. <laughs> It's like the scope that people are most likely to use, I think, mm -hmm. overall. It's also got a million options now. Mm. And so we're going to go into a little bit of detail about the use of this scope. There's a lot going on here with the ACOG. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's just get right into it. Um, they, they've recently, in my opinion, nerfed the ACOG by al not allowing you to zero with it anymore. Oh, okay. I and didn't even realize that. Yeah, so this is kind of a bummer. You used to be able to zero it. I think that that made it a lot more useful personally. Yeah, well, okay. But once we get into how to zero or how to 
yeah um, shoot at a distance it's you'll see it's not super necessary no mm-hmm. that's true that's true so uh they used to have just one reticle on the acog that never changed but i think it was just so insufficient across the range of guns that you were using it for that they decided they needed to specialize it mm, which i don't know if i agree with mm, okay I, just because the the, the chevron design is definitely my favorite and i would rather have that on on all of on them. all of them yeah got it but okay. maybe once you explain the reticles of the others um the other versions i might like those a little better yeah i don't know if they do get better oh, okay for me personally i don't like the chevron just because i find that that crosshair that just cross to be such a clean way to aim for me mm. and the getting the tip of the triangle is harder for mm-hmm. me I didn't used to like chevron sights, but this one's really clean. Mm, okay, so let's get into how to use it. Now, the one of the most common weapons you're going to throw the ACOG on is a rifle. And so we're going to start with uh, range finding for the 5.56 rifles. And these numbers apply to every rifle that takes 5.56. So this is the M16, the M4, the AUG the SCAR, um, I don't know if I've forgotten one, but there you go. So, okay, let's, so, so when we start off by this scope is kind of pre-zeroed at 100 meters. So up to 100 meters or maybe a little further out, you can shoot accurately using the very tip of the triangle, the sharp point of the triangle is where your bullets are gonna go. Mm-hmm. And we should say the top of the tip. Which, yes, the right. top of the tip, because mm-hmm. that's that's important. So the way that you judge the size of a person using this ACOG reticle is the majority of it is red. And so what we're talking about is the reticle is a little triangle, and then it has a vertical line coming down from it with various notches on it. And the majority of this is red, but then the bottom portion of it is black. And so um, what this does is it actually gives you a tool for measuring people at various distances, and it can help you to determine how far away somebody is. So for when you're shooting at 100 meters, the easy way to figure that out is if half of a person's body fits within the red portion of that line, then they are 100 meters away. So if you measure them from the waist to the head and the red section of that line and the red triangle fits onto half of their body, then you know that they're 100 meters away. Mm. And at that point, you can, sh- you can shoot using the very top tip of that triangle and mm. it will hit accurately. Now, when we move up in distance to 200 meters, the, the red part of the reticle is going to fit the full body height of the person you're shooting. And so then you'll know that they're 200 meters away. And in order to land an accurate shot, you're actually going to use the bottom side of the tip of the triangle. Right. So the triangle is it's kind of drawn in a, a, a thicker stroke. And so the bottom part of that chevron, kind of on the bottom inside is what you line up yep so just to be very clear it's not the base of the pyramid that it makes right it's not where the legs of the triangle come down it's just the underside of the top tip of that triangle yeah so 
It's a little bit confusing, but you know, once you use it for a little while, you get it.、Mm-hmm. Now the next、uh, at three hundred meters, the body width of a person is going to fit in between the legs of that triangle. So basically, when the width of a person、mm. is the same width as your little triangle, you know that they're about three hundred meters. The、away. width of say, is it their torso? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Just、uh, like. Exact. Well, but it, no, it's wider than that.、Okay. It's like the width, elbow to elbow. Okay. Right. And at that, to in order to hit people accurately, accurately at that distance, you're going to want to line up the very top of the line. So it's going to be below the triangle at the very tippy top of that line.、Mm-hmm. Hits accurately at 300 meters. This is really good to know because I have to say I've always just kind of like guessed. Yeah, you, know, you get, you get it, a、right? feel like ah,、uh, they're like, I need to, I just totally eyeball it. Like,、yeah. uh, I need to aim up a little and a little in front and、yeah. pull the trigger. Yeah, have you ever wondered how it was that people were able to land their f- headshot right first time on you? It's not because they're just supernatural. Probably, it's because they probably just took the time、mm-hmm. to actually guess what your height was and、mm-hmm. then use the range finder correctly.、Mm-hmm. So this can really—it's the kind of thing where if you're in the middle of a gnarly firefight, you might lose track of it a little bit. But if you're watching someone run across a field,、right. or if you're sneaking up on someone, you, it can really be helpful to take the time to find your range properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、That's、right. Okay. Okay. So now we're getting into the 400 meter range, and. This is the width of the first notch on that vertical line, so it's the top notch,、mm. and so there's little notches kind of jutting off to the side. Exactly. Or, okay. Exactly. As you work your way down the line of this reticle, so the the width of the first notch, when that width matches the shoulder width or the the elbow to elbow width rather of a player, that's when you know that they're four hundred meters away, and shooting. Lining up that first notch is where your shot's gonna go.、Mm-hmm. So the same is true of the next two notches on here. That the next notch down is the 500 meter mark, and the next notch down is the 600 meter mark. And the notches get thinner and thinner. They get thinner. Okay. They get narrower, I should say. Yeah. And so with each one, you line when when the width of the player matches the width of that notch. You use that notch to shoot accurately.、Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's how to use that somewhat confusing ACOG scope, <laughs> and it's it's optimized for the five five six rifles. So that's really cool.、Mm-hmm. Now, as you may notice,、um, it's different for the weapons that take seven six two that aren't snipers. So we're talking here about the AK, the Groza, the DP. And interestingly, the S12K,、uh, which is not a seven mil weapon, that's a it's a shotgun. But for some baffling reason, they allow you to put <laughs> all kinds of scopes on the S12K. <laughs> I love it. I I would love to nail someone at like eight hundred meters using a fifteen times scope with an S12K.、Yeah. That's my dream. So、um, so it's it's. A different scope when you put it on these weapons, and what you see is that it's it's a vertical line like before, but the tip of it is a circle instead of a triangle, and so there's a whole different measurement that you use to get accuracy with this scope. And to be frank, it's just not as good 
it's not as precise, which mm-hmm. kind of annoys me because these weapons are already not as precise. So uh, I, I don't quite know the reasoning on it, but hey, it's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So the way that you find range using this is that uh, you the circle with the little point in the middle of it at the top, when, when that circle width matches the width of the torso of a player, then they're at about 100 meters. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's not including the arms and the shoulders. That's just the main torso. Okay. So when they're within 100 meters range, you just point that tiny little red dot in the middle of the circle at them, and hopefully it'll be accurate. Mm-hmm. You never quite know with these guns. Mm-hmm. Then... Um, when the height of the player matches the red part of the reticle up to the red dot, then they're 200 meters away. So what this means is you're going to look at that tiny red dot in the center of the circle, and then you're going to trace all the way down the line to where it stops being red, and that's the portion that we're talking about. So when that matches the height of a player, you know that they're 200 meters. And at that point, you use the top of the vertical line. So you're not actually using the ratic- the, the right. round portion at all. Yeah, so there's a little dot in the middle and then a gap between that and the vertical line below. And totally. so it's the top of that black line that you would line up at 200 meters. Okay. Totally, exactly. I was assuming, okay. Yeah, but it's red. It's it's red. What's red? The, the line, the top of the line oh. is red. Yeah. I'm looking at a different photo. So um, now the first notch, again, you can use the, these notches on the line the way you did with the other ones. So the first notch matches the width of someone's shoulders at 300 meters, and you use that first notch to hit accurately at 300 meters. And it's the same with the second notch is 400 meters. So again, that's, that's how you uh, can get those accurate shots using those measurements. Now, apparently, I'm getting these numbers from Wacky Jackie, by the way, who mm-hmm. released amazing videos on this, and I'm gonna put those in the show notes so that you can watch yourself. And I would just highly recommend that you do that because uh, it really helps you to visualize it, and he does such a good job of explaining it. Mm-hmm. And Wacky Jackie's just great. I feel like everyone should watch his videos if they wanna get better at this game. Mm-hmm. So I'll put those in the show notes. Now, the final, for the final measurement uh, using the four times scope, this is on snipers. And they've, this is, I, I did a bit of research into this and what I figured out is that pretty much all of these scopes, these long range scopes are optimized for the car 98. So right. yeah. It's, it would be incredibly long and tedious for me to try to describe to you the exact measurements to use for each different gun using the ACOG scope. So instead, what I'm just going to say is that the, the four times scope has a cross on it and it has a number of lines underneath it. The cross is accurate up to 100 meters, and each line that goes down is accurate up to another 100 meters away. So it's pretty much without fail. You can just um, you can keep pulling it up notch by notch, and that is accurate for 
however many hundreds of meters times the notches you're on, if that makes sense. Mm, yep. Yep. So uh, second notch is 200 meters. Or, uh, I guess it would be the first notch is 200 meters and the second notch is 300 meters. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what you're going to have to do using this on any of the other sniper rifles is you're just going to have to take into account the relative bullet speed to a car 98. And the car 98 has one of the slowest, if not, I think it has the slowest bullet speed of any sniper in the game. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get, mm-hmm. yeah, in order to get accurate shots, you're actually going to have to uh, aim higher on the reticle than you would for a car 98. So in other words, instead of jumping down a notch for 100 meters, you might jump down half a notch. So this is, again, it's like you could take the time to really map this out for every gun, but, but what you want to know is you just want to have a rough idea of it, and then you get the feel for each gun. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the bullet speeds go a little something like this. The fastest sniper bullet comes out of the Mini 14. And then the next fastest is the AWM. And then uh, after that, you have something like um, I think it's the SKS, and then the M24, and then the Car 98 mm. at the bottom. So. That's that's I, I I'm pretty sure that that's an accurate ranking of how fast the bullets travel. Moving on to the eight times scope, um, yeah, Robin, what can you tell us what the actual zoom is for the eight times scope? Uh, I believe it's seven point two five. It is indeed. I don't know why they faked us out by calling it an eight times scope. Yeah. So the eight X is awesome. It's the first. Uh, scope in our lineup that has a variable zoom. So the to range find with the eight times scope again, it's optimized for the car ninety eight, and so you'll see a similar thing on this scope where when you look at the reticle, you have uh, a series of dots coming down from the center of the scope, and again that very center dot is optimized for a hundred meters or closer. Mm-hmm. And then each dot below that is going to be another 100 meters. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, just for the car 98. So the catch is when you get to 600 meters, you have to skip a notch. So for some reason, instead of using the fifth dot for 600 meters, you're going to have to use the sixth dot instead. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird. I don't know why they did that. Maybe well, it, it does make it makes sense for it to get bigger. The gap, yeah, it's I guess so. That it's regular up till that point, and then right. does a jump. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, and then for for seven hundred meters, you're going to be aiming between the two lowest dots. So there's there's no actual dot for that mm. seven hundred meters. And this is for the car. This okay. is for the car ninety eight. Okay, right, exactly. Now another weird thing about this scope is. It doesn't have as many distinctions as the other scopes we've looked at. It's just got the red dot in the middle and then successive black dots that all look exactly the same. Yes. And that are spaced exactly the same distance apart from each other. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange since it's it's a better scope for a distance, but it has less inherent range-finding ability, in my opinion. Because you can count the dots, but they all look the same. So it's actually kind of hard, um, yeah. I think, exactly. to like, identify which is which. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So there are there are various uh, measurements that you can use with the scope to determine the the size of a target here. So for the reticle of this, we've got like a it's basically like four dots in a pyramid around the central point, and these are this is the main way that you're going to determine the range of a person. Mm-hmm. So so the this new version of the eight times scope is a little bit updated on the reticle in that it has a, a small circle with four dots in the middle and the four dots are kind of like in a like in a little diamond shape and these four dots actually help you to determine your range finding um, and so when the four dots are the size of an opponent's head they're at a hundred meters and um, and then when the distance between the red dot and the very bottom dot on the line matches the body height of a player, that's 200 meters. When the four dots in the pyramid match the size of the torso of a player, that's 300 meters. When the body height of somebody matches the size of the circle, that little reticle circle, they're at 400 meters. And when they are three quarters of the circle size, they're at 500 meters. When your tiny little aiming red dot in the very middle of the reticle is the size of a player's head, they're at 600 meters. Um, and then, you know, when the body size is half circle, that little circle, they're at 700 meters. So again, it's kind of, I don't expect you to really remember that based on what I just told you. Um, <laughs> but if you watch Wacky Jackie's video and if you just kind of, internalize it you can start to pick that up mm-hmm. yeah so uh what something to note about the eight times scope is that they recently nerfed it and you can no longer attach it to an m16 right so that's kind of a shame because that was a pretty beautiful combo in the back in the day yeah so you can put it on all other assault rifles and snipers and dmrs all right 15x the 15x this is the the big daddy Slash. scope 12x slash yeah slash it actually <laughs> magnifies to 12x right so yep we've we've given it away um so yeah this this is a crate drop only scope and it's i don't know robin how happy are you when you get one of these i am stoked really yeah okay so, absolutely so tell me why because I have potato hands and I need like my targets to be as big as possible. Just massive. Right? Like yeah. they could be a hundred meters away and I'm like, 15X, like you're not hiding from me. You like, want to shoot them in that high It's ball. beautiful, man. Because I mean, you can shoot someone when they do these micro peaks with a red dot mm. if you're pretty good, but it's just so much easier. I know I've, I've gotten kills at like 60 meters with the car 98 on unsuspecting villains. <laughs> Um, they're like looking the other way and you just like zoom in and kind of take your time and line it up just like right in the middle of their head. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love the visibility. Um, sometimes with the, if with an ACOG or a two X, it's a little grainy, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the alignment. And so mm-hmm. having that, it's just, it really does just make your target bigger. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and especially because this one has variable zoom as well, mm-hmm. you can make them even bigger. Yeah, it's so versatile. You know, yeah. it, it's out. It always defaults to be zoomed in all the way, um, and I find that it doesn't always remember when you zoom out 
Mm, I'm not yeah. sure if that's true. Have you experienced that? Yes, I have. Okay. Sometimes it does. I'm not sure what affects the kind of like resetting of the zoom. Right. Um, maybe if you wait a certain amount of time after zooming out and not mm-hmm. zoom, not scoping again, it'll it'll default back to the 15 or 12 yeah. time zoom. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. That's my guess, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now, th- see, I don't know. I've gotten a 15 scope a few times, and I have to say that I'm not usually any more stoked about it than I would be about an eight times. And sometimes mm. I'm less stoked about it. Man, not me. Cause you can zoom out on the 12 X or 15 X. And then you're at like a, a pretty usable, like anything mid to long range, you know, you can use in the zoomed out version of the 15 X. So. It's just, you get this problem when you're too zoomed in for the distance you want to be, it mm. actually can make it harder to aim, especially if somebody's moving. And so I, I think it's just me that I overall will tend to prefer my target to be a little smaller in my scope. Mm. And so that's just a very personal preference yeah. kind of a thing. All right. So I, I guess here's a point is that if you're zoomed in with a spammy sniper rifle, then every time that gun recoils, you have to move your mouse to recenter the crosshair. Yeah, exactly. And you have to move your mouse more, right? Yeah. It's, exactly. it's kind of the the flip side of the target being bigger is that you have to move your mouse more to cover a smaller distance. Yeah. And so to compensate for that recoil, you have to adjust more. Um, so if they're close and you're trying to spam with the mini, um, that would be a problem. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this, this comes down to play style and it also comes down to which gun you're using. So... Um, a good match for the 15 times scope is guns that have faster bullet speed. So like, for example, it is definitely a massive advantage to have a 15 times scope when you also have an AWM mm-hmm. because that weapon has a very high bullet speed. And if you can nail someone from 500 meters with an AWM, like you feel like a god mm-hmm. so that's really a great a great use for the 15 times scope is maybe you're on miramar and you have an awm and you're just really able to look across those vast expanses of space and pick people out uh, another great gun to pair with it is the mini 14 because that also has a very high bullet velocity and it's just what the bullet velocity does is it allows you to be more accurate at the range that this scope really shines. So um, if you pair this with a car 98, you know, sure, it's it's going to be helpful at certain ranges, but there's a point at which the, the car 98 kind of drops off in accuracy pretty sharply um, when you get too far away. And so it can just be a lot harder to line up your shots at that distance with a car 98. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a great weapon to hold your breath when you're using or go prone when you're using, especially since if you are really that far away, it's going to be hard for someone to land that headshot on you. So this can be a way to just kind of leverage the advantage of that extra range. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I looked everywhere and I couldn't really find a good description for range finding on this thing or for what any of the lines on it mean. There's, it's got these horizontal lines on it that just confuse the hell out of me. Right. We don't know, guys. <laughs> we um, just don't know. We just don't know. 
So yeah, if if you have a good resource that really gets into the nitty gritty of using the fifteen time scope, we would love to see it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just post that in our Discord, or you can email us at winnerpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, I will say that the layout of the scope, the black dots look pretty much exactly the same as the ADEX, and so I wonder if they if you can use them the exact same. Um, it does appear that the middle of the 15x doesn't have a red dot and is instead just a blank crosshair.、Mm. So there's that little difference. But other than that, they look really similar.、Um, mm-hmm. Again, like we said earlier, the body of the 15x is a lot bigger and obscures the peripheral view. Right there, you go. That's the 15 times scope, and that will wrap up our scope segment、Damn. for this week. Matt, we went deep on scopes, so、Robin. Scope talk. Yeah, I I hope you guys still want to listen、I'm、to our podcast. I'm ready to go back to mindlessly just guessing my aim with my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I I think I just want to rock red dots only for the、yeah, next few rounds. Forget it. I'm done with yeah, scopes. Yep.、Yeah, fuck it. Vector. Vector all the way. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for joining us for another week, and、uh, we're gonna just thanks for being patient with us. There's been like a lot of news. There's been a lot of patch notes. I feel like we've had some dry material that we've covered these last few weeks, and we've tried to make it entertaining for you, but it's it's been a little much even for me just doing it. Yeah, I mean, I I like it though because I think we, like anyone can jabber about it, but and, and we we jabber well, but yeah. I like、That's、to、true. offer players a little bit of detail、um, and some numbers and some hard values about、um, what's going on in the game that they can't,、totally. that they might not have known. So I hope that's coming through a little bit for you guys. And、uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll we'll return to some of our more usual programming with our weapons comparisons and our location highlights next episode. So、uh, can't wait. Yeah, we will look forward to catching you guys then. And、uh, yeah, in the meantime, just you, you can connect with us on our Discord channel. If you、uh, want to be generous and donate a little money to our cause, you can find us on our Patreon. You can post discussions、uh, that you things you want to go a little more deep on in our subreddit. And you can always find us at winnerpodcast@gmail.com as well. And we really love hearing from you guys. So. Yep. Thanks for joining us for another week, and we'll look forward to catching you next time. Yep. Stay sharp, guys. See you next week.